to Sugar Coated. I'm your host, Adrian Garland, the CEO and founder of She Leads Media. For far too long, women have been conditioned to sugarcoat their words, their actions, and the way they show up in the world, and to conform to certain cultural norms and ideals. This is inherently designed to keep those who are outside of the norm from gaining power, prestige, wealth, and influence, preventing more women from being recognized and respected as the powerful leaders that we truly are. Join me each week as we dive into raw conversations with remarkable, uncompromising, and inspirational women that will encourage you to strip away your sugar coating and move boldly in the direction of your magnificent dreams. This episode is brought to you by She Leads Live. It's the conference for women entrepreneurs and leaders taking place in New York City on November 10th and 11th, 2022. We cannot wait to see you there. We're coming back after a couple of years taking off and we cannot wait to share our thoughts, our ideas and network with all of you live in New York City. So go out and get your tickets today. You can go to sheleadsmedia.com and look for She Leads Live 2022, or you can go over to Eventbrite where the tickets are sold. Just search She Leads Media and look for She Leads Live 2022. See you then. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sugar Coated. I am so excited today to introduce my guest to you all. Her name is Mandy Chung, and she lives in Hong Kong. She is a licensed corporate financial advisor and a spiritual wealth coach. So you can see why I'm so excited to have this conversation with her today, because I think we're going to talk about all things wealth. Welcome to Sugar Coated Mandy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that Mandy is here with us today. Uh, Her incredible assistant reached out to me and let me know that Mandy wanted to be on the show. And I I hope that that's because she wants to get her incredible message in front of all of the audience members of the Sugar Coated podcast and also in front of all the women that are part of the She Leads Media community. So Mandy, let's dive in in. Let's talk about building wealth. I love this topic. I've been in finance for five to six years and I'm still loving what I do. I was in, I'm still in corporate finance. I love it. But now I am working more on personal finance because of my past poor financial decisions. And I really feel like it's time for me to come out and share my experiences with other women, especially professional women, high achieving women who despite having a good salary, doesn't really make responsible financial decisions. I hate to say that because we should never stereotype anyone, but I'm just here to share my experiences because I know a lot of women will find that relatable. Yeah, and I, it's it's so funny. I actually started my career in uh, finance as, as well. So I went to college and I majored in economics and I went into the finance world and I worked in uh, investment banking. I did I was an analyst and then I also worked at an equity research firm. And I, I really loved the world of finance, but I also found that it was very, this is in the 1990s, it, it was different, I, I think, than it is now. And it's, first of all, difficult, I think, 
you know, as a field to be a woman in that field and be taken seriously, which is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But I also think that what happens is there's a lot of intimidation that that goes on. And so when uh, sometimes, and again, like you said, not to stereotype everybody, but I think when men start throwing around these financial terms and they're talking about so many different things that it is sort of intimidating to women. And so they back off and they say, you know, I don't like numbers. I don't like finance. And I think that by doing that, we're really doing ourselves a disservice. Um, so what, what are like some of the things that when you start talking to women and coaching women on how to build wealth, what are some of the things that you almost start with? Like what's the foundation? I love what you just talked about, about how the, dom- how the industry is male dominated. And I actually had an ex-boss who always made sexist comments about me and other women. And I just, I just regret so much for not having reported him. So for all, mm-hmm. all your female audience out there, if you have met anyone who say anything sexist to you, do something because you need to stand up for yourself and for other women as well. So going yeah. back to your question, yeah, because I've been in this male-dominated industry and once in a while I do meet men, maybe they don't come with that intention, but they will still give you that feeling that men are a bit superior than women. So one of the first advice I give to women is that know that you're worthy. And no matter what people say, love yourself radically. Because once you love yourself, you really don't give a shit. Sorry about the language. You really don't give a shit about what people think about you. And you will really stand up for yourself because you know you're worth it. Mm. I think also to know that early on in your career, like as younger women coming into the industry, it is so important to have that confidence in yourself and not automatically put yourself in this position of subservience because, oh, these men have been in the industry longer. You're just as valuable and just as worthy, even when you're, you know, 20, 21 years old, than somebody who's, uh, you know, a, a man who's 40. We bring certain things to the table that men just don't. And we need to stand in that power and know that this is something that we can contribute and not be intimidated by uh, some of the things that that these men say. Yeah, we should never be intimidated. We should never be intimidated. And I want to add that a lot of men in this industry are still good men. And in fact, I am able to be where I'm right now because some of the men helped me during my journey. But it was also because I stood up for myself. I proved my work instead of confirming to this traditional gender roles that I need to be submissive and really feminine. I just did what I think I needed to do. So my ex-bosses, some of my ex-bosses really appreciate me and they helped me in my career. So it's very important that as women, we know our worth, but at the same time, it's not about man hating. It's never about man hating. It's just about knowing your worth and then showing showing them to the men and to other women as well. 
Yes. And Mandy, I really like that a lot. And I want to emphasize that I, too, am very much on the side of humanity. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes industries bring people together that might seem like a particular industry has uh, people in it that are, you know, maybe not supportive of, of women, but you have to take responsibility and also kind of steer away from people like that and not not take to heart what they have to say and really find your people, whether that's men, whether that's women, because there are, you know, men that can be terrible. There are women that can be terrible. There are men that can be extraordinary. There are women that can be extraordinary. And we need to to gravitate toward the extraordinary and really turn our backs on some of this uh, negativity. So I, I love this conversation so much. And I mean, it's, I, I think a lot of the reason why I even started my company, She Leads Media, in the first place, because I wanted to show women that they too can have very successful businesses. And I think there's another aspect of business that really trips women up, and that is finance, right? So it's like, you have a business, you're building the business, you're earning revenue, and hopefully you're you're also managing your expenses and earning a profit. And and then what we do with that profit, I think is the key to how we start to build wealth. So can you talk a little bit about maybe people that are starting from you know, maybe not having all of that much profit or just kind of starting out because even sometimes I know it's a multi-part question. Sometimes women also leave corporate roles and start their own businesses and they may find that they don't achieve the same level of, you know, income that they were making in their corporate job. And so how do you sort of make more from in the beginning what might be less? Well, first of all, I need to clarify, I still have my day job, although I'm running several side businesses. So I have so much respect for all the women out there who just quit their job and go out and pursue their dreams. My advice is that if you're not earning as much as you want when you get started, don't compare yourself with other people. You have your own journey. And I want to put in my spiritual perspective here. Whenever I feel a bit helpless, a bit lost in my financial journey, I always ask God for help. Not God in the Christianity kind of way. You can call it, you can call her God, the universe, but know that you are always unconditionally supported by the universe and you can always ask for help. And when you do that, you know that you're not alone and you can regain your passion into what you do. Either that is your business or your job. I love that. So so when when we do sort of feel maybe a little down or we feel like, well, we're not making the the money or earning the profit that we want to, and we get to that place of feeling like we're supported, what are some of the practical steps that women can take in order to set themselves up on a path for financial wealth? There are many ways you can improve your financial wealth. I always like to point out the five pillars of personal finance, your income, your spending, your savings, your investment, your insurance. So you don't really need to go out and start a business. You can just work in a day job and then you live within your means, you save that money and then you invest that money. So for me, it's all about you asking yourself what truly matters and then you find that way to, to improve your wealth. And I think 
even if I give you all the tools, if you don't believe in yourself, you're not going to generate wealth. So I think the foundation of all of this is that women need to believe in ourselves. We need to know that we're worthy so that we will go take the action. You can easily go on YouTube and everywhere and you can find all the strategies for you to build your wealth. But if you don't believe yourself, none of this are going to work. Mm, that it's so true. And it, right, it, everything is mindset and and feelings and and your thoughts. So maybe let's shift the conversation a little bit. And you know, we have uh, I, I think been conditioned in a lot of ways to question our abilities, question our you know place in in the corporate environment. Just constantly be questioning ourselves instead of building ourselves up. So you know you can sort of do all the mantras in the world, but what are some of the things that you recommend that women do in order to really build up their self esteem and their confidence? I really believe that a lot. A large part of self-esteem comes from action. So you need to take a lot of action and you need to be willing to fail. Don't see mm-hmm. failures as, as a thing that determines your self-worth. You need to continue to fail and then you learn from it. I know it's hard sometimes. I felt my, my own challenges as well. But then remember that every time you fail, your experience is your asset. So you are like a stock. Every time you fail, mm. you improve your improve the value of your overall assets, and then you keep become even better. Mm. I love that so much. Uh, we we do right. That there's also like everything that we're talking about has so many different layers and and dimensions. And the, this topic of failure is something that I think as women we're also conditioned to you know, be perfect. And so many of us, so many women that I know suffer from, you know, perfectionism. And um, even if it's not 100% perfectionism, we're always striving to be sort of this ideal or like better than, better than the rest. And it's like every time that you turn or look, there's always something better. So I think that that contributes to like us not feeling confident in exactly who we are because we're constantly bombarded with things that make us compare ourselves to other people. So, oh gosh, it's, this is like a lifelong journey and it's, it's a journey that quite frankly, I'm on as well. I have a lot of confidence in some areas of my life and my my professional career and then in others uh not so much and it's it's just something that i don't think that you ever kind of get to it's it's like this constant journey oh adrian thanks for being so vulnerable i think i think that's a part of us who always feel like we are not enough and i think women feel this more than men because we are more conditioned to compare ourselves with other women, unfortunately, because that is how we are taught by the patriarchal system. I still yeah. remember when I was a kid, I was watching all those Disney cartoons, if you call them cartoons. And it's always about several women um, fighting for men. So mm. this is how we are conditioned to think. Now this day, I'm really grateful that I see all these cartoons with female hero, heroines. And I do see that the conversation is changing. So it's important for us to continue to have this conversation so that our future generation 
we no longer see that we need to compete with each other because yeah, yeah, because we're in this together. Yeah, and I, I think that one of the things that we can do is that we can make a point of building our wealth so that as women, we can also have that power, that financial power to help other women Mm -hmm. as well. Oftentimes we were turning to men because they held the power and the money and we were, you know, going to them, almost asking them, you know, can you give me this or can you give me a job? Can you give me money? Can you give me, you know, so we're always asking. So when we can build it for ourselves, we don't necessarily need to ask. And I think that that can be incredibly empowering. Exactly. And I do think that we women, because we love to support other women, I always want to ask for a raise for my female subordinates, even though I wish so much that they could ask for themselves. But then I think with female leader, I shouldn't stereotype men, but then I do think female leader, they like to help their female counterparts. And that will help all of us together because we all know that despite all the progress we have made, gender inequality still exists in the workplace. Yeah. And actually, Mandy, talk to me a little bit. So you're in Hong Kong right now, and you know, it's a very progressive city, you know, multinational, people from all over the world are, are living and working in Hong Kong. Actually, a question for you. Have you lived and worked in the United States? I haven't, and I, but I'm sure the problem is worse in the state because I have a lot of friends there. Oh, yeah. And I was going to ask you, I do know that you, you know, you work with people all over the world and everything. So what is sort of some of the differences that you see between, um, you know, living and working in Hong Kong versus maybe living and working in the United States, even if it's secondhand information that you have? Yeah, when I heard stories from my friend, it always seems like they have been struggling, especially if they want to have a family they always have this thought that I need to be a stay-at-home mom when I have babies because it's expensive to have a helper. Yeah, all those kind of things. And then I have also yeah. read social media posts that say bosses will not give you a higher pay because they think that your husband also earn a good amount of money. And I'm like, really? This is still happening? Yeah. 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 So I am very surprised because that won't happen in Hong Kong. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it's it's funny when you go around the world, there's obviously so many, there's a spectrum of, you know, how women are kind of uh, respected, right? But I do think uh, I've, I've traveled a little bit over these past, actually over this past year, as some of the work that I do as an adjunct professor at uh, Rice University, I've traveled to uh, Germany and also a couple of different countries in South America. And there is a distinct difference between how women are perceived and sort of their their ranks in in the the business world. It's very interesting in I was just in Santiago, Chile, and you know, there women there are very much respected. There are, you know, lots of women in high positions of power in the government. It's very different and it's interesting because you think to yourself that, oh, the United States it's so progressive, there's all this equality. And yet there's, you know, there might be the perception that there is, but the reality is that there, there's, it, it's really 
it's better, I think, than when I was in uh, corporate America, but it's not, it's not great. And I, I also uh, teach at NYU and there's lots of women that are in the class that I teach. I teach an entrepreneurship class in the event management department, uh, the Tisch Center for Hospitality. And they're, the young women even talk to me about the struggles that they're facing. And it's so disheartening to me because I thought that things would be different by now. And they're not. <laughs> I, I find it really surprising because I learned most of this from American literature and even from the shows I watch and they are all from the state. So I'm, yeah, I feel, I feel sad for women in the state because all the amazing women like you are working towards gender equality, but still there's so much that needs to be done. Yeah, I think systems need to change and just uh, power dynamics need to change. And that is something that cannot change overnight, even though we've been working for it for, you know, a very, very long time. Um, but I think that there's a lot of hope in the world that, you know, maybe United States isn't leading the way. But I do think that there's a lot of really great women that are doing incredible things, not just in the United States, but all over the globe. And I think we need to look toward those countries where women are are held in higher esteem and given more opportunities and options um, and, and really do our work to uh, make sure that we bring all of that good stuff back here. I really do think that a key component of it is building wealth. And I have been talking to my friends a lot about this idea of just consumerism. Like, why do we have so much stuff? And it's, again, it's like the media, the, you know, you walk into stores, there's a wide array of so many different things. And you think to yourself, I need this, I need that. And then when you think about it, and it's, you know, it's sitting there on a shelf or on your floor, you're like, why do I need that? And I just spent whatever, $250, $500 on that thing that I could have invested that could have helped me to build my wealth. Yeah. And so we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice by consuming so much. Yes, I think about this a lot. I think this is how the patriarchal system wants to take away our power. And that's financial power. Just like you said, I totally agree with you that financial power is actually pure power. And by mm -hmm. educating us that our worth is kind of determined by how we look, women go out to buy things, to spend money, to look to make themselves look pretty or maybe worthy, then we give away our financial power and pure power. So for your all your audience, for all your audience out there who are feminists, whenever you make uh, financial decisions, ask yourself if that is fear-based or conscious one. If that is fear-based because you feel like you're not good enough and then you need to buy that purse or you need to do a plastic surgery in order to in order to feel worthy then that is not okay. That is fear-based. And you are likely being kind of brainwashed by the patriarchal system. Yeah. Even, it, I think it extends to that whole concept of like girl boss, right? It's like you you have the, the best clothes, you're all done up, you are looking, you know, incredibly fabulous. And so like, that's the only way to be a successful woman in business. 
And that is such bullshit because you don't need to look like a girl boss to actually be someone who's powerful. And so, I mean, I think it's starting to fade away. But over the past, you know, five, 10 years, that whole image of of the girl boss and, you know, even the fa- even the name of it, you know, girl, right? Not a woman, but like a girl boss. And it diminished the the word boss because you're like girling up the boss aspect of it. And so that's okay. But it was more about the look, right? Mm, Than the substance. And that pissed me off. And I didn't want to lean into that at all. And I, I really think that it set up expectations, another round of expectations for women that in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you had to like girl boss it up. And there were a lot of us that were like, I'm not doing that. You know, that's oh, not me. No. That is so right. And I think you just point out a key reason that why some of my female friends, they're not going out to start a business because they always think like, oh, I'm not like the 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 stereotypical girl boss, or I'm not like that. I'm not the powerful type. I'm more an introvert. Actually, you don't need all this. You just need to believe in what you are providing because ultimately it's what your values determine your profit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I, I love that message. I think we need to really promote that message. You don't need to look like the stereotypical girl boss to have a super successful business. And one of the things that I think we need to do is to showcase women that don't look like girl bosses so that we can see that this is what, you know, you can be who you are. And and in fact, you should be who you are. Mm -hmm. And that is success, right? Yes. I am a big fan of the term servant's leader. I believe that Mm -hmm. a leader is not about having power, but about developing, building the path for people after you. So mm-hmm. if you have this mentality, this girl boss thing is really, like you said, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. So what are what are some of the things, I love your YouTube channel, I was watching some videos before, it's so great. What are some of the things that you can offer up to our audience about, you know, whatever it is, whether it's spiritual practice in order to to build wealth, whether it's, you know, financial advice without giving financial advice, um, you know, just what are some tips that you can give women that are maybe just starting out or maybe that are not feeling great about their financial situation? Mm, I guess I am really sick of all those get rich quick scheme on the internet. And also, like you said, all those people who may be successful and then give you this image that you need to be like them in order to be successful. I think that is all crap. I think all of us really need to embrace our inner wisdom and find what is truly matters to us. And then start from there. Like, like there are many ways we can become rich. So find your own way instead of letting other people tell you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, even when I scroll through my Instagram, there's always, you know, do this and make $10,000 a month, you know, make $10,000 a month in three days. You know, it's like, of course, if, if we could do that, that would be amazing. But it is so unrealistic. Um, even with some of the, you know, digital marketing things that are out there and how to set up things and launch things, 
you know, this stuff takes a lot of effort, a lot of time. You might be able to really build your business using those principles, but it is not something that you can do overnight. And I, again, it's like, I do think it sets us up for disappointment and then feeling like a failure. And the, the difference, like you said before, it's like, we need to fail, right? And use that as information. But once we once we like start incorporating the idea of failure into ourselves, like not that I failed, but that I'm a failure, that's when we really spiral downward, I think. So how do, how do we like tease apart the idea of failure and leaning into it and embracing it and using it as a teaching tool, but not allowing it to permeate our being? So you can fail, but you're not a failure. How do we, how do we distinguish those two things? I am still learning that. But every time I feel like I'm stuck in that place where I'm feeling guilty, I just ask myself, what will my future self tell me right now? Tell my present self. And that's a good one because you think from your higher self instead of being stuck in this place that like, oh, I'm, I'm not doing great. That's one trick that I like to use. And then the other one is I meditate and then I let the answers come to me. That really helps. Mm. And also always ask yourself what learning experience you can get from this. So mm. I want to add on one thing that you asked about uh, earlier that if I have other message for your audience, like this day, we all know that the market, we have technically entered a recession and most of us have lost a lot of our investment. This really make me wonder what should we be investing in? And I just think at the end of the day, we should really just invest in ourselves. If we, if we have, I think the first thing you should invest in is in yourself before any stocks, before any real estate, because mm. your knowledge is always the assets that help you earn money. And you always have control over yourself instead of over another company. And that's, mm. that's really my learning during this time. And I, I think I also heard this, also heard the same message from another podcast, the Life Coach Truth, the Life Coach School podcast. Yes. So oh, yeah. Brooke, Brooke Castillo. Oh, yes. I love her so much. Yes. Yeah. I love her so much too. Oh, she's so she's amazing. She really um, is truly amazing. Yeah. yeah. So I listen to it. I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm thinking about. I'm like, yeah. So you should definitely invest in stocks and other things, but then before everything, invest in yourself, invest in your knowledge. Yeah. It's such it's such a good message. Um, and that is definitely something that I know that I lean into is gathering knowledge. And one of the things that I've had to also figure out about myself is I'm I'm so interested in learning about so many different things. And I, I think sometimes I use that as a procrastination tool. So I'm always learning, wanting to, and I think women, I think women do this too. It's like I learn, I, I get all this knowledge, I'm gathering, 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 gathering. But there has to be a certain point that you stop gathering and start producing, start executing. So that's that's another thing, right? Yes, invest in yourself. Yes, learn, but also almost have like a next step 
in mind so that you don't get caught in the cycle of learn, 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 learn. Because I could be a student for the rest of my life. (laughs) That's such a good reminder. Yes, and makes makes my message so much better because definitely we like to be in the consumption state instead of creating things. And that's very important. You should create more than you consume. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Right. So there's so many lessons in everything that we talked about here today too. It's, and it's, I think a lot of what we talked about was it's, it's life, right? It's like this idea of balance. So not consuming too much information, acting, you know, leaning into the fear, but not letting it get into you. Right. Also standing up for yourself, but also knowing that there are people in the world that are there to support and help you. So it's it's really being aware and having awareness instead of letting things just kind of happen to you. Um, so I, I love this conversation so much, Mandy. And where can people just kind of find you? I mean, obviously we talked about YouTube, but if people want to reach out to you and work with you actually as a spiritual financial uh, coach, how can they do that? Oh, thank you so much. Yes, I'm on YouTube and on LinkedIn and my handle is MandyC852, M-A-N-D-Y-C-852. A52 is the country code of Hong Kong. So for She Leads Media, I am opening Handspot on my calendar to have a free section with your audience. Thank you. Yeah, on this section, we are going to identify not only your financial goals, but also, but also your limiting beliefs to help you start loving and believing in yourself radically because this is the foundation of everything. So if you're ready to achieve a breakthrough in your personal finances, you can find me at my website, mandychung.coach, M-A-N-D-Y-C-H-E-U-N-G dot C-O-A-C-H and book a liberation section with me. It's called liberation because we need to break free from all this patriarchal crap. So please add a note saying that you find me on Sugarcoat Podcast so that I can share my special free gifts with you too. That is so exciting. And Mandy, I have a community, uh, She Leads community online that has about 500 women in it. So I'm going to go ahead and post that offer into my She Leads community as well, because I hope that all of the women that are in the community are also listening to the Sugar Coated podcast. But that is such a great and generous offer. And I know that I'll be taking up one of those spots, if you don't mind, (laughs) Uh, because I'd I'd love to. Yeah, I would would definitely love to, to talk to you more and, you know, see what we can do together. Yes, and I'm so inspired by what you just said. I, I think you have really identified some of the thing I haven't thought about before and that would help me to grow as a as a capable and powerful women as well. Well, I, I I think there's a mutual inspiration going on here too, because I'm very inspired by what it is that you're doing. Um, and I think that you can really help a lot of women to take back the power or or even unleash the power. Let's let's call it unleash, like unleash the power that we definitely have within ourselves and just kind of be mindful of the decisions that we're making so that we can just live our lives the way that that we want to instead of being told what to do by other people who might not have our best interests in mind. Exactly. It's all about being aware and, and willing to release all those limiting beliefs. 
Yes. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for your time today. This was so wonderful. It was so nice speaking with you. And we'll share all of your contact information in the show notes. And just thank you so very much for spending time with us here today on Sugar Coated. Thank you so much for having me. The She Leads Podcast Network.